June 2nd, 2017. This moment life, this moment ongoing changing universe, that is our life, is this moment responding opportunity, responding requirement of our life requirement because this is what our life is in the midst of all these arising circumstances are the requirements the opportunities the functioning of being alive being who we are and to truly be who we are be our life, when it's necessary, what's required is forgetting self, forgetting self, forgetting self. Because over and over, self-attachment arises in the midst of ongoing change, in the midst of a, a myriad forms, and it blinds us to what's skillful and appropriate. It hinders our our responding because anger arises, greed arises, confusion and ignorance arises, fear arises. And when these arise, the arising of this requires this moment practice, this moment releasing, this moment noticing effort, experiencing, experiencing non-effort. Or else it leads to all sorts of troubles for us, for others, all sorts of events that manifest in suffering and harming. Look at your life. See if this is so. If it's not so, fine. Wonderful. Nevertheless, each moment is this moment cause and effect. This moment ongoing changing, manifesting. And it's the opportunity of being awakened by this manifesting universe, this myriad dharmas moment. And despite being awakened this moment, it doesn't mean we will not again face the arising of self-centeredness, self-deluding fears, self-attaching anger, self-greed, and this arising, or the arising of these is another moment, practice, noticing, experiencing, zazening, opportunity, and we get to choose how and what to do, how and what to indulge self or not the consequences of self-indulging. 
The Buddha says in Dhammapada, He abused me, he beat me, he defeated me, he robbed me. In those who harbor such thoughts, hatred will never cease. Or, if we would say it differently, in those who are caught up and believe those thoughts, who hold those thoughts, hatred will never cease. He abused me, he beat me, he defeated me, he robbed me. In those who do not harbor such thoughts, hatred will cease. Notice it's not harboring the thoughts. It doesn't say these thoughts do not arise. But if they arise and they become the realm of our noticing, experiencing, zazening moment, then we need not hold them. We need not harbor them. See? We need not be a harbor for them to live and to come out. Why? The Buddha says. For hatred does not cease by hatred at any time. Hatred ceases by love. This is an old rule. The world does not know that we must all come to an end here. But those who know it, their their quarrels cease at once. This is from the Dhammapada. All sorts of circumstances lead us in this direction. Whether it's seeking what we want, seeking what we believe is the only way that we should have to be or what others should do, say, what the world should do, say. to quote one aspect of the Buddhist teaching on this. He who lives looking for pleasures only, and for pleasures you could say all sorts of self-opinions about how the world should be and how we should be and what we should have and shouldn't have and what others should have. His senses uncontrolled, immoderate in his food, thought, idle, weak, Mara, the tempter, will certainly overthrow him as the wind throws down a weak tree. And the tempting is our caught in self-centeredness in various forms. He who lives without looking for pleasures for all the various ways we want my opinion, my way, my universe our senses well controlled, moderate in food, moderate in all the things that we want, hold, cling to, are caught up in, faithful and strong. Him, temptation will certainly not overthrow any more than the wind throws down a rocky mountain. That's the Buddha encouraging us in being able to live in the midst of ongoing change and yet not feed and harbor what creates harm and suffering for us and others. 
in the midst of ongoing change, manifesting this in our zazening, responding as this moment. Thank you.